Welcome to the Cultured Magazine podcast, Points of View, bringing you intimate interviews with creative leaders reflecting on their personal journeys and their visions for the future. I'm your host, Sienna Fiquette. Today, I'm speaking with Rowan Blanchard, an actress and artist who's been working in Hollywood since age five. In our conversation today, we get into what drives her creatively, getting more hands-on in front of and behind the camera, finding her place within Hollywood, and giving her biggest critiques of the industry, the artists and peers inspiring her practice, and what's next on the horizon for Rowan. I'm just like really curious, and I'm sure you've answered this like a billion times. How did you first get into acting? Like, I obviously know what you've been on, and I know, you know, Girl Meets World, all these things, you know, A Wrinkle in Time, but like, what what was that first moment of you acting? entering the acting world? Um, it was actually kind of weird because, well, I'm from LA and I grew up in the Valley and my dad, when I was five, um, kind of still trying to pursue a little bit of like commercial acting and stuff, trying to make money that way. And when I was five, his commercial agency opened up a child section and so I, yeah, I, I ended up getting in, into it that way. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I like fully connected in my brain. that I was like doing a job yeah. until, until a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started, I started acting when I was five, which is crazy because that's so young. Been almost 15 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Which is a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you, by starting your career so young, I feel like that, I mean, that must've had had an impact. You know, your whole childhood is suddenly transported into a Hollywood setting, being on set, probably your schooling was affected. Can you talk to me a little bit about how that's affected your, yeah, your childhood and what, you know, your normal world was (laughs) since five? Yeah. I mean, I, I was in public school until um, the seventh grade. And then I started working so much. I just like literally couldn't go to school five days a week and act five days a week. Right. So um, I, I pulled out and I started doing like independent study programs and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It made it made a lot of my childhood kind of blurry just because I was working so much of my childhood. I wasn't really like being a kid. Right. Um, yeah. I don't. So it's. I also am like the only one in my family that was doing that, which was kind of interesting. I mean, it, it provided a lot of opportunities like for me to have a lot of comfortability, like when I turned 18 and stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, definitely it created a lot of weird, like memory holes for me. Yeah, I'm sure. And correct me if I'm wrong. You're 19 now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, right. Just like that. I mean, it was it really, to me, just feels like a coming of age, but like on a set, on, on multiple set environments, that must have been like yeah. just yeah, a it, fragmented experience. It definitely feels fragmented. Um, I think that I'm kind of recovering a lot of it now, but yeah, it's just weird. I spent like literally nearly all of my childhood, like working for adults. Yeah. So I, it's just like, it's, it's very bizarre, but I think that when I was like 15 and Girl Meets World ended, I kind of got to like have more of an intimate conversation with myself and ask myself, like, 
I don't know. Cause like, I, I love acting and like working is great, but like, because I, I think I was working so much as a kid, I like really, really crave like normalcy now, whatever that means. Right. Um, and so like, I just, yeah, it's created like a weird, there's definitely a dissonance between like acting the thing I love to do and like the ways that I've gotten to do it and like the reasons I've had to do it. But I also have a, just a weird relationship to me having like worked so young in general. Oh yeah. Yeah. It hasn't sat with me. It hasn't aged with me that well. I mean, I think too, if you like, I'm sure you literally hate being labeled a child star, but like for all intents and purposes, like that's such a thing when someone, you know, is working really hard and is taking on a level of responsibility that otherwise kids wouldn't even have to like think about concepts of like being put together, like memorizing lines, how you carry yourself on set like that, you know, must have really um, had an impact. And I also, I mean, so I have, (laughs) and also this is going to be edited. So if there's like anything you're like, I hate that. I don't want to talk about that. Like we can totally do that. So I have a little question too, just because I'm like personally fascinated with, you know, Disney Channel stars and like what that evolution looks like into adulthood, because often like, just like you, it's like you have folks who are super young, you watch them grow up on screen. And then like, what is that next chapter? And also because you know, Disney has such a particular brand, you know, that can be either really helpful or really challenging from people transitioning into different roles. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, Zendaya and now being on Euphoria, um, Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez doing Spring Breakers um, with Harmony Corinne, like, you know, that recently. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's like, it's totally that thing of, you know, people really attaching you to your Disney character and then you know what I mean when you try to do a different kind of role that that can bring on new new challenges yeah well when I auditioned for Girl Meets World I was 11 which is like crazy to think about now yeah Um, because my youngest sibling is now is now 15 and like when they were 11 I was just like oh my god this is crazy that like somebody (laughs) gave me like a job like a full-time job yeah I was that age but Yeah, I mean, I think that I, even at that age, was, like, already jaded. So I I didn't want to be on Disney. Like, I didn't want to be. Because I also knew that it was going to be, like, a really big deal. Even when I was really young, I remember being like, well, you're going to, like, go through puberty at some point. And then you're going to, like, have, like, a different set of, like, ways you want to be looked at. And Disney's going to interfere with that totally yeah do that and so like I kind of reluctantly still did Girl Meets World I mean it was like a great opportunity for me at the time but then when I was yeah I, I guess like coming out of Disney now and it's been like almost five years I think since the show's been like off air right I could be wrong it's it's just kind of funny like <laughs> I don't, it makes me like actually like laugh because it's kind of um in the way there were a lot of these uh, former Disney stars kind of had like the one thing that like broke them out of Disney, whether that's like Selena Gomez doing Spring Breakers or like Miley Cyrus, like at the American Music Awards, like on that pole, or like, <laughs> like, you know, like um, whether it was like one specific thing, like I didn't really, the last thing I wanted to do when I was coming off Disney was like, do something really like sensationalist and flippant to like tell everyone that I was like coming of age. Also just, 
I think that like, because I've been acting for so long, it's always been super in my face that like my image and my body isn't really like mine anymore. Cause it's mm-hmm. been kind of like documented my whole life. Right. So I think I, it just became kind of important to me to like very quickly take back my image and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I feel, I mean, I, and I, I think that people have responded to that, but pushing people to see me as myself is still something I'm, I'm doing, which kind of blows my mind because to me, Girl Meets World feels like so long ago, like in my yeah. body and in my brain and in my experience, but it's definitely something that I still find myself like talking about a lot. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just been, it's a weird process, I think, kind of actually breaking out of those types of things. Definitely. Um, Yeah, especially because our culture is so infantilizing and, like, and obsessed with, like, youth and being young and being, like, a young genius or, like, a (laughs) prodigy or, like, a young activist or blah, 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 blah. Right. There's, like, a fear of, like, aging. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, like... I think because I was getting sexualized like on sets and just like in general, since I was so, so, so young, the minute I was like, okay, well, I want to like at least have some say or ownership in this. If like, this is what you guys are going to do for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, I mean, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've tried to execute that. I don't know if I've done it perfectly, but there's not really a written way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so, I mean, that being said in, I don't know, garnering more of a sense of autonomy and independence and really like advocating for yourself within these environments like play, like what is the Rowan that, you know, you want, you want to be seen? Like what kinds of roles are you drawn to? And I'm just curious about like what feels like a you role. Yeah. Well, right now, I guess, I guess what's been hitting for me in the past like few years is that acting maybe isn't enough for me. And like, I need more control on a set, I think, than I can get acting somebody else's words and for other people. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, I feel like for the past few years, I've really been like honing in on what type of story I want to write and make and go from there. Cause I love acting, but I don't want to just do acting forever. Like I just, I I really feel like I've been on sets long enough now that I've like realized where all the power is and I want it. Like I want the power, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Really like, like what I'm working on now is like, is nice. And I like, I'm really happy to be like working at all during this, but I think that there's this part of me that's never going to really be satisfied or like fully happy just acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's just like what's become more and more apparent to me. I also like challenge people too much on sets. I feel like <laughs> That's I, like, amazing I, though. Yeah. But like, I don't know. People want to do things their way and I want to do things my way. And that's why I've realized I like have to like approach things from a different starting point. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess like during the quarantine, that's all become super apparent to me. I mean, I'm going to do this movie with my friend Hari that I'm really excited about after I wrap this. 
And like that project I really like, and I feel like it's like so collaborative because she's also mm-hmm. producing it. So it just, it's like, feels like there's room for everyone's voice. But yeah. in most things I get approached about, I don't really feel completely like I can like invest myself for the sake of it. Right. Like, I don't know. It's like, obviously like making money and like having work and like having a job is like really important to me. And like growing up, like act, like, I don't know, everyone I knew like came from a family who like had like writers or directors or producers or actor parents or like bullshit. And I just like acting was like a really funny and bizarre way of me to like support my family when I was really, really young. Mm -hmm. And like, it really was like work for me, even at that age. So like, I feel like acting for me is like half, like actually like my like nine to five Mm -hmm. and then like half of it is like, okay, I like want more agency around, around these things. Yeah. I really, I really just want to write and direct. Like I want to like just (laughs) I was going to say, it sounds like you want to be, yeah, more hands-on in terms of, yeah, directing. Yeah, or like, I think it's, I think that it's becoming really in my face that I'm not going to like feel satisfied otherwise. And yeah, it's just funny. Like we don't believe ourselves that like, you know what? I don't, I, I just feel like cause so much of like my childhood was like informed by these men that I was working for or around like all the time. And because I was on Disney, nobody ever takes me seriously in general. I mean, they do now, but like it didn't happen for a while. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, and that includes like myself. So like, even though I like have known for a while that like, I can't just be like acting in front of a camera forever. It just hadn't, it hadn't become like totally palatable for me until recently because I think that I finally feel like okay like I think I've like rewritten this a little bit for myself and people are like a little bit more responsive and understanding Mm -hmm. yeah no that makes complete sense that makes yeah I I like agree I agree and I think like it's really important to be I don't know yeah carving out that that space for yourself and like you know you just kind of teased it a little bit but that project that you're working on with Hari, your friend, um, sounds, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you can speak more to that project, but it sounds like it's much more collaborative, less, you know, Hollywood hierarchy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think like, I just want to be, if I am involved in something and I'm not creatively involved in it, I want like really, 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 really just trust and love the people who are. Yeah. And like with the show that I'm working on now, Snowpiercer, it's like, yeah. It's like, you know, it's on a network. It's definitely like what I'm used to in terms of like, just like a show environment being on set and like having like, I think that that's like been the one constant in my life mm-hmm. because I like pulled out of school and all of these things being on sets, like the actual like cast system almost of a set, like yeah. is very, um, it just is like tangibly feels like home to me in a way that I haven't really been able to describe. Mm. But yeah, I guess like with Snowpiercer, I like am, you know, investing a lot of myself into this and like I'm working often and yeah. And that feels good. And I'm like happy to meet like Jennifer and a lot of the actors and people on it. And it's like because I think that I know that I have this job right now, my I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm like making money, I'm working. Now I need to like be more choosy about it. <laughs> I um, like that. Yeah. I think that's yeah, 
Yeah, I think that I just, yeah, the thing with Hari I'm really excited about. And just in general, I have like a couple of friends. I just, so many of my friends who are like women or like other people who are not men just like don't have, it's just crazy to me. Like when I think about the ideas that come from people I know and like then the things that get financed. Right, right. Yeah, it just like blows my mind. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, well, I want to start like getting real with myself about like what's like actually worth it for me. Mm -hmm. Because I think that I've been, I feel like I can say more confidently now in a way I couldn't before. Like when I'm on set, I am, even if I'm just acting in something like part of the reason I feel like I'm getting paid is to like bring my opinions up and my voice and my criticism and like that um and so I'm like why not just like like I want that more like I want to just like feel like okay like I can actually like run shit I don't want to like just be in front of the camera anymore yeah (laughs) no and it sounds like you know it's really important to you that you align with people with other artists who really like you you are invested in the vision like you're working on this you're speaking the same creative language and like that you know it's really, it just feels really important to me now, like, uh, because I guess, like, I don't know, like, when we started the conversation, and I was, like, making fun of being called an activist, like, <laughs> but literally, I'm, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, I actually want to be, like, making things that, like, actually show that I actually, like, care about, like, these things that I said I cared about so much when I was 15, you know? Like, I don't really, like, want to just, like, talk, 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 talk to everyone and not, like, have anything to prove for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Kind of on that tone or on that note, um, what are some projects that you are really excited about right now? And even perhaps like some inspirations and um, other artists who are really informing what you're making. I'm sure a lot of them are friends because you already said you like to work really collaboratively um, with your friends. So who are some people making things that has you excited? Gosh, I mean, I do feel really lucky that like over the past few years, the people I admire most creatively are like some of my closest peers. And I feel like that's like been so gratifying in terms of like taking myself legitimately and like uh, just like avoiding imposter syndrome and like actually trying to break it down. But yeah, I mean, Hari is like a really, really, really special person to me. Is this Hari Neff? Yeah. Okay, cool. We've been friends since I was 14 or 13. She and me have just like... I just feel like I really, really, really like her brain is super influential on me growing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anything that she's making, I feel like is just really special. And she's been writing a lot lately, which is really nice. Mm. But um, well, I was listening to Earth Eater this morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I, and that work really inspires me, I think, because I'm really as like a motif right now. I'm like really interested in just like. Because I think that I'm kind of on this funny point where I'm like, I obviously like on Instagram have like <laughs> changed a lot. <laughs> um, but I also like still want to be taken really seriously, even if I'm like, I'm hot and sexual. <laughs> like, you know, like I want it. And I feel like people like her are like making really interesting work about like, I don't know, sex and emotions and mm-hmm. and like 
being porous and needing to be used and needing to be objectified and all of these things that I find myself needing too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I, I, I think that, yeah, her work has been really inspiring to me. I don't know her personally, but that her work has really been resonating with me a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, all of my friends really inspired me. I recently became friends in the past few months with this girl, Amber, who's also a writer name is Amber Later, I think that's her last name. Okay. She lives with my friend Jeremy, who also is somebody who inspires me a lot. Is this um, Jeremy who? Oh Harris. Oh nice. Yeah. I love yeah. I love his work. Amber lives with Jeremy and okay. uh Jeremy introduced Amber and me and she I'm trying to pick her brain right now and get her to write something with me because mm. she's really special and talented. Yeah, that sounds great. She's brilliant. She's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I just, like, I feel really lucky that, like, well, I think also moving to New York last year, like, really just helped me, like, find, like, a circle Mm -hmm. that, like, makes me feel really inspired. Yeah, that's, like, pretty much what I've been doing a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel that's such, like, a infinity question. Like, you could probably go on and on about, yeah. Um, Okay, So obviously being a young actress in Hollywood has, you know, all of its things that (laughs) are challenging and really hard to navigate. Um, And, you know, we're, we're just barely just a smidgen starting to see the industry, you know, struggling and publicly declaring to become more transparent and inclusive when it comes to, you know, visibility and representation around, you know, you know, racial representation, queerness representation, you know you know, making projects that are actively more activist and political, tackling mental health, like all these things that I think uh, there was always room for in the industry in terms of like representation as a whole, as a whole in terms of actors and subject matter. So like what for you, what, I don't know, what feels most like substantive and like topical for you when I just talk about like industry representation and like what, you know, where it needs to be going, like what shifts you feel need to be addressed? Yeah, well, I guess that this question is something I like go back and forth with a lot because I don't necessarily trust the people who have the most power at in Hollywood and like the most power who actually get the most money to make things. Mm-hmm. I don't trust them. Of course, yeah. I also don't, I, I guess that I, it has just been like, this is part of the reason I also like literally like don't work that much is because I literally don't trust people <laughs> like, represent people. Right. I also just like think that the whole word itself is like funny. Cause I guess with that, what I've realized, what that translates to like in real life, what like the concept of representation means is like, okay, there's like one part, there's like one black part in this movie or there's one trans part in this movie or there's one gay part in this movie and then that person and that role has to encompass everyone mm. under that umbrella yeah um and be a good representation of that entire group of people and then I think about how like I want to get behind the camera and I'm like well I obviously don't want to like make a movie and put just like white people who look like me on screen so I'm like okay so I acknowledge that like I have to do something else like that but then it's also like I don't want to like write to the experience of somebody I don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I also just have noticed that because the idea that like 
representation means like having a good version of, of of like all of these different types of aspects of identity right it means that they have to that they almost get dumbed down and 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 taken with less nuance mm-hmm. and less room mm-hmm. i feel like i just yeah it, it when i think about like films like older movies like that didn't really have at least like the public language to like um, talk about things like representation. Like I still feel like there's a lot of older things that came out before we like policed everything that came out that like maybe have more full and complete characters than things that are supposed to be super representative now. Right. Because I noticed that the lines have just gotten so blurred between everybody's like between the points everybody wants to win honestly yeah (laughs) it's like really fucking disturbing and gross and nasty Mm -hmm. um and scary and not okay (laughs) um yeah I just like I guess it's like because to me I'm like my favorite movies and my favorite characters are just like the ones that are literally written the best and like written the most fully. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, because studios and producers and uh, all of these people who need to cling on to relevancy and, 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 and um, money, they, of course, they want to check off everything on their list, not write the best characters possible. If that makes sense. I've yeah, noticed that like yeah. representation doesn't actually mean like, or at least in the way that it gets trans. I wish there was a different word because. Yeah. Yeah. The roles that like, I think about that. I'm like, okay, I want to play Like if there's like parts I would wish I could like go back in time and audition for a play. It's like yeah. old Marilyn Monroe movies or like Rosemary's baby or like fucking like Wanda or like movies that like are kind of like have like, you know, their own fucked up things behind them or mm-hmm. like, the characters are kind of broken and sad and upset or like Gina Rowland's movies and, and Cassavetti's movies. Like you could argue. And I think a lot of stupid feminists do argue that like roles that are supposed to be representative of like the best and highest aspects of womanhood or blah, 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 or all of these things when like, I don't know, like I just, I think that that weakens at least what I've seen and noticed, it's just gotten kind of weak. Um, I think that quite literally, I don't know, there's a film coming out, I think this year that I they sent me the script for a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a remake. Oh God, I'm trying to say it without saying it, but it's a remake of, um, <laughs> of a movie that okay. is really well known and famous. And except they took all of the characters and are like, okay, well, one of these characters is trans. One of these characters is gay. One of these characters is black. One of these characters is an immigrant. And one of these characters is just the white girl. (laughs) That's the part we want you to play. And I was like, uh, I just have noticed it's like that, like literally people who get the money to make the things like don't, actually care about like writing to or like spending a lot of time uh carefully describing and and creating as full characters as possible Mm -hmm. because to me like I don't know like now that 
we're all a part of this bigger conversation online and it's not just like a conversation that happens between like actors and like producers or like producers and the audience it's like it actually just encompasses everyone and like we also all have to make sure like that nobody gets canceled while we're like it's just like people don't actually care yeah (laughs) no the gesture says it all they don't care yeah they don't they don't care yeah Um, and at the end of the day it's because they don't really have to yeah exactly exactly because online like we can do all of this and we can like fake hold people accountable online but like in reality like the people we're like begging to represent people like don't know anybody who's not like them like Mm -hmm. they actually don't like like these producers don't they don't know yeah. anybody who's, like, actually, like, living a normal life. Like, yeah. they don't. It's very remote. Um, yeah, it's just not, it's, like, not a part of, like, their language. It's, like, literally, like, not something they know. And I also just feel, like, I guess, annoyed. And it feels like a weird loophole where the people who are being like, well, okay, we're going to use our power to represent you, whether that's, like, white men, white men or white women like doing that it just feels like kind of dishonest because it's for personal gain yeah Mm -hmm. and it's also yeah it it just feels like an like a more financed version of like what they got to get away with before Mm -hmm. except the characters and it makes me actually really sympathize with the actors who get kind of pinned to represent yeah 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 people that is my worst fucking nightmare and I know it happens to me less just because I have less aspects of my identity that people can like capitalize off of but like I just see a lot of talented talented people I care about or people I admire get pinned into these roles where like they're like literally being told they have to represent all of these people yeah um otherwise they'll face consequences for it online or the producers will face consequences for it etc etc and it's just like a mess yeah no yeah (laughs) yeah so I just I don't know like I guess the only way I can relate it is like literally tangibly into my life and I'm like okay like I used to talk a lot about that kind of stuff online and I think I was maybe in the more narrow-headed point of view than I am now And definitely one where I, at the end of the day, couldn't uncenter myself from that conversation. And now that I have uncentered myself from that conversation, I guess I've noticed how many people still are, look at themselves as the center of it or something Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. interact with it from there. Yeah. For me, I'm like, okay, well, if somebody were to give me like a ton of money to make something right now like I would like just try to make like the best thing I could possible Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would try to make something representing everyone right 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 (laughs) I would rather like give money to somebody who could like represent themselves to like represent themselves Mm -hmm. it it makes so much sense though too because I'm thinking now immediately about like okay it's like awards show season right and it's whatever the golden globes the the Oscars, the Emmys, whatever. And, you know, how social media has like come in to be this tool where people are like actively, you know, Oscars so white or like actively calling out, okay, how is it that, you know, um, Michaela Cole and I May Destroy You didn't get, um, you know, it's accolades and didn't get nominated and like a bunch of other like bullshit did. And just how, Mm -hmm. 
the system is so inherently like biased and flawed because the people who are meant to like vote and represent like perhaps aren't as like tapped in or are 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 limited in their vision of what they can critique as like really um like like art like progressive art that's bringing new types of stories so um yeah i just wanted to hear kind of your thoughts thoughts on that yeah well i guess this was coming up in my brain uh when you said the golden globes thing because last weekend or this weekend everyone posting i didn't watch the golden globes i haven't watched the golden globes in years but like <laughs> but like everyone posting like boycott the golden globes etc 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 i it's just like funny where we put our where we put the importance i mm-hmm. think because we're like oh the globes are so important the oscars are so important the Emmys are so important awards and accolades from like white associations and like power groups are like very, yeah. for us to, it's like, no, it's not. And like yeah. those people are never going to really like actually get it and they're not actually down. So it's like, right. I, but if, if that's like where the accolade is, and I imagine that this goes across every world, like, and especially probably in the art world with like whatever achievements are acknowledged there. Yeah. It's, like sure like maybe like very I don't know I just don't really think of like infiltration anymore as like a legitimate practice like Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people tell me well you're infiltrating spaces by like being in them because you just generally have kind of more nuanced opinions than people around you and I'm like sure but like at the end of the day like I don't really know how much like infiltrating is like is like a real practice that pays off (laughs) I think like creating things from the start and from the ground up like does more than fitting into somebody else's system but we know that with like any system yeah 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 like outdated molds Mm -hmm. exactly yeah it's like it's like you know it's like it's so hard because it's like there are so many things wrong with the world, right? There are so many things uh, worth advocating for. And it's like, you know, I, I can see the point though of like, you know, like media, pop culture has such a powerful influence. So I feel like, you know, what gets made is actually really impactful, is actually really actionable. So it's like, there are these layers of like, okay, obviously we don't give a fuck about whatever the Academy uh-huh. Awards, whatever, but it's important that, you know, like really good art, like we had said with I May Destroy You is like reaching people. Everyone. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but here's what I'm curious about. Like I, okay, you being a 19 year old actor in the world to me feels like so exciting. I'm like, here you are like literally the next generation, like getting ready to like, you know, hopefully potentially step into roles that, you know, have more leadership and can really speak to your peers, speak to what feels prevalent and important. And yeah, I mean, I don't know, like what, what, I don't know. It's like, I want to like still find like hope and joy (laughs) amidst all of the like the fuckery. So I don't know. What's something that you feel like you feel excited about being like a young actor, like being in these spaces where like, hopefully your voice will be able to resonate and like I think I feel grateful that I've gotten to come of age and be in this industry at a time where I can actually have constructive conversations with myself about like what I'm I'm grateful that like it's now even though like there's obviously so much that's like 
backwards. I'm happy that like I can like go on a podcast and talk about all of it and like not be like blacklisted from it because they still have to like pay attention to like people critiquing it. Of course. Yeah. In a way that you like couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know? And so like that feels that feels good for me. I'm also just like really grateful that I've had the same people around me for years now. Mm-hmm. And that we kind of all get to do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's just like it I definitely like it's also like people are getting old. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like like legitimately. So like there is like a power transfer happening in a way. I I'm happy that I am allowed to participate in it, speak out against it and speak for it all at mm-hmm. the same time. Right. Like I'm happy that there's like enough p- a nuance and layers that I can like be anti this and pro this and still involved in all of it inevitably mm-hmm. and still like inevitably like working for like these same kinds of corporations I like talk out against. Right. So right. Happy that, like I can like have both of those layers and still have a job. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's interesting too, because I'm thinking about your like good friends and peers, you know, all young actors like Hunter Schaefer, Amanda Lestenberg. Like I'm just thinking about also too, I should say like the role that like social media has played in being able to, I mean like the whole, the whole platform and like foundation of social media is people being able to like platform themselves on their own terms. And like, I'm going to post about this. I'm going to say this. And there's kind of like, not this, this level of control and like PR press written, pre-written things. It's like, people are like responding in real time. And I feel like, you know what I mean? That, that, that makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that still is like new and like, yeah. In all of the ways I've like disengaged from kind of like the having so much of a personal, I'm, I'm happy that I've gotten to rewritten this narrative for myself a lot of times mm-hmm. and like that people let me do that because I think about all the times I could have been stuck in a box, which is like whether that's me on Disney or like me as like this child activist or like me as like a queer activist, young child actor, like <laughs> all of these things that people have kind of like put me into. I think that I constantly and like my peers around me mm-hmm. and people who I know really well, whether that's Hari or whether that's Amanda or whether that's Hunter, et cetera, like we do get to knock the boxes that people kind of put around, which is cool because I don't think that, I don't know. Like, I don't think that people would have been able to do that a few years ago. No, definitely not. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's cool that like we can kind of be critical and also embraced. Mm -hmm. At least I'm really grateful for that because I can't keep my mouth shut to save my life. can't so like, I'm just like if I'm gonna be in the industry for the rest of my life which is like <laughs> I would like to like I'm gonna need to be able to rewrite it a lot of lot of lot of times mm-hmm. um, yes like that's that's really important to me but yeah I have noticed it's funny I I think now that I've like actually stepped into myself and like stepped into my voice relating back to like these past few years has been funny and I've like rethought a lot of like adults who I like thought were like 
being honest and realized like that people like are inevitably in things for personal gain mm-hmm. to certain extents. I'm an actress for personal gain and like, I'm like in certain rooms for personal gain and I would be lying if I said I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it's just like, I, I mean, I think it's cool because I do notice that it is the people who get to be like the quietest who like get the most work or at least that used to be true. And now it feels like everybody has to speak really loudly, but everybody's actually saying nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so now I'm happy that like me and Hunter and Hari and Amanda, et cetera, can say less and say a lot more mm-hmm. <laughs> than mm-hmm. other people who right. now all of a sudden say a lot. Right. The performative and, aspect. Yeah. When maybe we were saying it before, it was like totally, totally modified and commercialized and like before like you know people were paying activists to post things on instagram right right i'm a part of too so like i'm just like it's like there's a lot going on yeah <laughs> and i want to be able to like keep rewriting it for myself and keep finding new things that like feel important and right now for me like i i guess what keeps coming up is like okay well now i'm hitting this point where I can't like listen to everybody lie to me and tell me that things are really important to them. So I need to be behind it because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I can't be in front of it mm-hmm. and, and listen to people lie. I can be behind it and, and uh, stand next to people who are kind of lying and use their money to do something important, mm-hmm. but I um, can't fully lie with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's real. Okay. What, what is something that you want people to know about yourself that they wouldn't otherwise know? Like basically tell me a secret. I see you really thinking about this. Cause I am really, tr- I'm really trying to like think of something I haven't told people. Um, well, yeah. Or just, you know, a side of yourself that perhaps doesn't translate through online or like, you know what I mean? It's so hard sometimes to read people because the way we curate ourselves on social media is really specific or, you know, I have no, I like, I I'm glad I feel really far away from however people think of me. Mm -hmm. Like I literally don't know how people think of me or care. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, I guess. A secret about me is that I um I think that well now that I'm in Canada and I'm like here for six months and I've been just kind of like by myself you know working and quarantining and stuff like that mm-hmm. I guess something people don't know about me is that I'm just now learning how to do very basic things because I was on set so much as a child that's real um like what like take care of myself (laughs) (laughs) um I just like haven't like ever had like a totally normal experience I have never really been at home Mm, mm -hmm. I don't have a, a huge concept of what that means so like fake faking that for myself right now I don't know. People wouldn't know this about me, but the biggest things I have to do right now are go to therapy twice a week. 
<laughs> and I started working out recently for the first time in my life. Very nice. And I've been cooking a lot more than I ever have because I was on set so much that I never knew how to like cook, mm-hmm. like make shit. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just learning how to like be like an adult here. Yeah. Like, okay. That's like what I'm actually learning how to do is like deal with my shit, make sure I don't project it onto other people, make sure I don't project too much of it into my work as Mm -hmm. if it's a relative experience for everyone else and make sure I don't like totally, I, I, I just, I really try to keep myself on the ground. Yeah. Because I just do not need to be, this young and taking everything so seriously and sweating everything crazy. Yeah. So I just like, I also maybe people don't know this about me, but I am very comfortable with a slow process Mm. and like, I'm very okay because I think I was way more for public consumption than I would have liked to be when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I just like, I noticed we like live in such a crazy time of like, especially in terms of like youth and being like 17, 18, 19, 20, blah, 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 blah. And things are more important and more famous if you do them while you're young, because it's like crazy that you did them while you're young and blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm like, okay, I actually like want to like be at peace, like not just like forcing myself to pump out work Mm -hmm. and like, for the sake of being a young prodigy or whatever the hell. Yeah. I'm really comfortable going slow. Like I would be really comfortable right now, not working for a really long time and then working again in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And just like not putting anything out and like going somewhere where nobody knows me and being really quiet. Mm-hmm. I guess something that's come up for me a lot is like, I personally feel like I'm able to learn the most and implement all of these things that I said I cared about so much when I'm the quietest. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my practice now is like being, trying to be one of the quietest people in the room Mm -hmm. and trying to actually like do that and care and implement that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in terms Mm. of, People don't know. I'm, yeah, I am learning how to how to cook right now. <laughs> that. Such a like real answer. It's, it's true. so true to your experience. Like that's <laughs> that's adorable. I love that. Mm, this is kind of a personal question, and you you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But you know, I'm curious, like as a, you know, quote unquote celebrity, what is it like to navigate, you know, things like friendships, relationships, intimacy, while having that be a really big part of your identity? And because you spoke so much about trust, like, how do you, how do you move? Um, how do you move knowing that? I feel like having the community that I have had that started for me in LA and has grown a little bit uh, like bi-coastally to New York and LA now and mm-hmm. and like having the same group of friends for a long time has done wonders for my <laughs> life and also yeah. for not getting my head in the clouds mm-hmm. in terms of like intimacy and relationships and stuff like that it's I just like don't think of like this 
stuff is like super special um, or unique. Mm -hmm. So I just don't like anybody to think of it as special and unique Mm -hmm. if I'm like talking to, you know, because I just like want like everything to be really chill (laughs) and like normal. I think that it's funny the stages I've kind of gone through online or at least the way that people have framed me uh, (laughs) in terms of like my queerness Mm. is very funny to me. And I think it's also like, I don't know. It's just, I don't think I have a hard time trusting people. I think I'm very trusting of people. I think that, I think that um, the people I don't, the people I have a hard time trusting, I generally have a hard, I generally have a hard time in general trusting men (laughs) and trusting, uh, trusting like people who power in this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm very trusting of people, which has also helped me, Mm -hmm. I think, stay on the ground because I don't think I have reasons to not trust people. Right. I think is what, um, (laughs) where a lot of people go wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) thinking that everyone cares about everything as much as, as much as you do. Yeah. But like I said, having, having, the same friends has has done a lot for me having a really weird growing up experience even though um there's a lot of parts of it that are like traumatic for me and like in the in like the monetary aspects of it and Mm. like taking care of my family and stuff like that I'm really grateful that I didn't like have this other experience where like everything was handed to me and there's like a lot of like like I'm just I'm grateful that I didn't have that Mm -hmm. that's kept my head on my shoulders yeah I'm grateful that my family is like really normal and like not industry crazy (laughs) I I think all of those things have really helped but I do think I'm I'm pretty trusting of people which I think it's good inevitably even if it means that I get my heart hurt sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) open book open yeah Yeah. I think I'm just now getting people to kind of see me in the way that I see myself thanks for tuning in to the cultured magazine podcast points of view we look forward to bringing you exciting interviews with artists and their visions for the future every month Thank you to the podcast team for making this happen. To our editor, Randy Chapman, our sound engineer, Lars Probert, our theme music by Color Plus, and Cultured Magazine. 